You are listening to Corellian Run Radio, your route through hyperspace to the latest news on Star Wars The Old Republic. Hi, and welcome to Corellian Run Radio. This is episode number 83, and we are recording Sunday, December 2nd, 2012. And with me is my normal partner in crime, Deirdre. Hello, Didi. Hey, how are you? I am doing so well. I am so excited to be back doing the podcast. It seems like two weeks was an incredibly long time to not have a podcast. It was. It was a very long time, actually. It well, I had I had my extra one, but I'm used to having two on Sundays, so I missed you. Yeah, I, I missed you too. Felt, yeah, I felt bad sleeping in. <laughs> I felt really bad. I was like, I should be really doing a podcast right now, but I'm not, and... I can't sleep. So I punished myself for wanting to sleep in. You did punish yourself. Ah, well, see, I probably would have just kept sleeping, you know? <laughs> yeah, but you're you're Sith. You that's right. That's right. Well, also, I all I know me. I'm up at 6:30 or 7 o'clock in the morning whether I want to be or not. So Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so has anything new happened um in your life in the last couple of weeks? I mean, I know we had Thanksgiving in there. Did y'all do anything special? Uh, you know what? We went and we got uh, in the car and we went and saw grandma and we took her out for Thanksgiving and uh, my aunts. And that's about it. I mean, other than that, you know, my son has started school. So that leaves a lot more time for um, me to work on Tor Wars and to uh, make Tor Wars the best site that uh, I can make it as an editor. Awesome. Um, but you know what that has done is, is I've gotten rid of my toddler and I've gained a toddler. I know. Yeah. Tor Wars, it's like running a site is like running a baby. It is. It really, yeah. Diapers and everything. Yeah. Especially yeah. the diapers part. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because a lot of bad stuff comes out of the booty. And exactly. And sometimes it comes out of the fan site, too. So. Exactly. Exactly. But, you know, it's so much fun. I mean, I we have been uh, doing our podcast, our two different sites, about the same length of time. And that's been, you know, three and a half years. And... Play, you know, going strong, and I I sit back and I look and I and I think, you know, did I project that I would still be doing a game podcast and fan site three and a half years later? And I really didn't. I I, I don't know what I expected or what I thought, but this has been so much fun to talk to people, to talk to the game developers, to talk to the fans. I mean, to listen to the fans of this game and how excited they are, even when they're upset about something, it's because they're so passionate yes. about the game and they love it so much that it's just given me a deep appreciation of what it's like to see both sides of the fence see what the developers and and the people that are working on this game have to go through and to hear some of their woe stories and and how they're trying to perfect a game to make it the best it, that they can make it and then to listen to the fans as well it's just been an exciting experience and I just am thankful to have been part of it and I don't see an end in the future at least not I don't have, you know, that little light at the end of the tunnel because I'm enjoying myself from both ends of the fence here. How about you? That's that's, that's pretty much the same. I, I hold uh, many of the same sentiments. You know, I don't plan on going anywhere um, anytime soon. And, you know, both of our, our uh, podcasts have um, a certain following and those people are very loyal to us and we like them and we love them. And, you know, many of them have become dear friends and family. Um, so... Yeah, I can't see myself, uh, honestly, uh, you know, to kind of give you just a, a short backstory is, uh, I've been running fan sites and, uh, and websites for at least 12, 13, 12 years. Right. Um, and I've been a journalist for about that long, you know, maybe, maybe a few years less. And to come to this point, did I ever see myself here? doing this now? No. And this is, believe it or not, out of all of the sites that I've run and all of the uh, stories I've written and all the games I've reviewed, this um, is my pinnacle 
uh, right now. And I'm very happy about it. I love it. Um, and I, I, I hope that our fans and our, and our readers and our listeners on, on both sites can definitely feel that and, and, and see that. And I don't know, I've always been of an, of an opinion. If you don't like something, um, people can tell. Right. So, you know, it's, it's not hard to hide it, but, uh, it's funny because, um, running tour wars was never, um, my thing. Right. Actually, that was Jeff's baby right from the beginning. And, um, this was the one where I was going to sit out. I'm like, I'm kind of tired. I need to maybe not retire, but I need to work on my writing and other things. And here I am, you know, three years later, you know, mother hen of the site. So, right. <laughs> you know? but I like it. I wouldn't change it. I know. I mean, it's just, it, we could just go on and on about this and it, and it sounds like we're just blowing smoke, but it's, it's really heartfelt that I never expected to be where I'm at now with um, a gaming podcast because this was my first podcast and mm-hmm. it was the first uh, fan site that um, I'd started. I mean, I've been a gamer for years and years and years and um, I've always enjoyed it, but I'd never g- gone to this level and it's it's been quite a challenge and quite, yeah. a, quite a lovely experience, I must say. <laughs> at least that. Yeah. At least that. Yeah, exciting times. Okay, well, let's go into our host challenge. Fact. You know it to be true. Or fiction. That's impossible! Okay, I'm going to read three bits of information or three leads about the game. Two of them will be made up or not yet confirmed. Only one will be a fact confirmed by BioWare. Your job is to pick out which one is true. And I want you to think about this live Q&A we had this last week. Ready? <clears throat> All righty. Lead number one. You will be able to copy your character to the PTS by the time McKeb gets on the PTS, so you can help test it. Lead hmm. number two. Cathar release is targeted for after the first of the year. Lead number three. Ilum to be revamped in time for Christmas. So, after hearing all three leads, which one do you think is the confirmed fact? Well, I know that Ilum is to be revamped for next year. That's not Christmas. It's February, March of next year. Good catch. Uh, yeah, so that one's axed out. Um, I don't remember much about the Cathar, but here's the, here's the thing. is I'm immune to Cathar. I know. I hate, I hate them so much. <laughs> I don't listen to it. When the word comes out, I immediately shut down. So, that could be true. I have no idea. Okay. <laughs> um, you'll be able to copy your character to the PTS by the time McKeb gets on the PTS. I, I actually think that's false. They're still working on that from my understanding. Okay. Um, did he say that? According to um, Jeff Hickman and Damian Schubert both, they said during the um, – let's address the Cathar first – Yes. They said that Cathar is coming in the month's time frame. Oh, okay. So, yeah. So, so near the first of the year. Yeah. So it's going to be before the first of the year because it's so going to be So that would be the true this, thing. That's a true. Well, yeah. no, no, no. That's a. Uh, oh, you said after I the said first after the first of the year. So it's so a false thing. Okay. All right. And then when they were talking about um, Ilum and. Uh, Getting, uh, not Ilum, but McKeb, and uh, getting people the ability to copy their characters. They said that that was an exclusive news, that they were going to have it ready for you to be able to copy your character so that you could help test McKeb. So... Whatever that means, and that's just according to uh, the live Q and A that was just last week. Um, yep. Go, you can go back and look at it. Um, I believe that was Jeff Hickman that told us that, but it it could have been Damien. But anyway, there's it's in that same one of over. one of those cool dudes. Yes, yes. And it says, here is the the quote from it. It says, the new system to copy live characters to the uh, PTS whenever you want. You should be able to see it before they launch McCab so you can help test out that content. So that's the words. That's great. Well, it it absolutely is necessary. And this this has been necessary for a good long time now, being able to 
um, copy and transfer your character. So I'm really happy about that. Oh, yeah. This is, I mean, I can't believe that the game's been out a year and you're still, you still can't copy the, your characters because I think that's an important part of testing. And yeah. I'm so excited to, uh, that they're putting it in right away or very soon anyway. Well, it's it's pretty soon. I mean, McKeb's literally right, right around, around the corner. Exactly. I mean, it's not going to be 1.6, but it's going to be 1.7, I believe. So, right. and that's going to be right after the first of the year. And But there will be now one of the things that they did say is there's going to be a little bit longer length of time, but we'll get into that when we, to our um, community buzz, because that's what we're going to talk about. Yay! All righty. Well, let's get to the latest news, shall we? Let's. From the Newsnet and, and Beyond. Well, how many of you people know Jonathan Crow? One, two, three, four of you. Now, all of you know Jonathan Crow because he's on the Meet the, the Meet the Developers this week. Jonathan is a very important person over at Bioware. He is the gameplay analyst for Star Wars: The Old Republic. Woo-hoo. Yep. So we. Uh, they did an exclusive on him on, of course, the developer blogs over on the main site, which you can get to through us and through the link that we will put up in our show notes. Um, there's a good many things uh, that Jonathan does talk about. Uh, it doesn't look like there's any spoilers, but a lot of it is graphs and features about what he has to look at in order to uh, to see what's going on in the game and what's popular and what's not. Um, he's more of a statistics guy. So if you're into numbers, so is he. Um, a little bit about him is, you know, basically he he grabs data and he makes reports that he publishes internally to the development teams and stuff. So they can gauge how many of these features in the game, for instance, like Terror from Beyond, performs compared to other operations uh, throughout the existence of the game. And this is very important because it shows them essentially what the player likes, uh, what the player gravitates towards, uh, whether the game is easy for them or too easy, too hard, uh, medium. Um, he, he analyzes crafting and how players engage in it. And that helps determine how, you know, crafting is going to be designed in the future and what directions the team needs to go in order to make the, the player, uh, a happy camper and to bring people back and keep the player playing. So, Every industry, um, for those that don't know, have analysts, you know, they're, um, they're numbers people. And, uh, so this is Jonathan and I highly recommend reading this article because you may not find it fascinating what he does, but how he does it and, and why is, is actually truly interesting. And I'm, I'm really, uh, appreciating the fact that Bioware is highlighting some of these people that are so unseen. I do too. I mean, I had no clue who this person was, I mean, at all, until Mm -hmm. I read about him. And I'm like, oh, right, what an awesome job. Because to me, you know, back in early game development, I don't believe that they had the ability to do all of this stuff. You know, (laughs) I think it was just a bunch of guys writing games and, you know, they didn't do all this analytical stuff. And now I think it's really important to how a game develops to be able to have this information. And so when I see stuff like this, it's kind of exciting for me to see because I want to know more about what makes the game tick and how they make the decisions. One of the things that, you know, concerned me about part of his job was you can use all of these, um, all this information, but I, I don't, think that and I hope that it's not you know the only thing that they use because it's really hard to tell Mm -hmm. in the crafting system the way it's designed now um to know exactly what we needs to be done for the future because we're all having to do the same things that are being done because that's all that's given to us right you you see what I'm saying so I Hope that I just pulled that one out of out of the hat. Okay, I just picked <laughs> one little thing, so but that's just one area that I guess the point I'm trying to make is that there are so many things that go into what makes a game good and what the players want that 
they need these analytical things, but they also need to pay attention <laughs> to yes. the forums and to to what people are saying when they're just talking with their friends, because that's what people want. You know, it's well, I definitely picture. agree. And if you look at the graph, the comparative usage chart that he has uh -huh. posted, um, you can see where gamers are spending more time. And if you're you, if you're only looking at this, you could mistakenly interpret that, you know, players basically spend 30% of their time on the fleet. They spend 40 to 60% of their time, you know, 40 to 50% of their time on the planets and stuff. If you just only look at that, what Jonathan does is he brings in all of the crafting stuff, like what are they doing on fleet? And then he puts it all together, right. you know, and that gives him a better uh, outlook as to what the player does and what they do with their time. Because if you're looking only at this comparative usage chart, you think, oh, this is where the player is playing. That's not true. You know, right. that's where the player is forced to play, essentially. Exactly. Uh, that's just based point. on that. Right. I mean, right. for example, I can understand why it looks like that a lot of people, you know, are on fleet, but there mm -hmm. are so many things that they could be doing on fleet. Um, they could be doing uh, the Galactic Trade Network. They mm -hmm. could be doing their crafting. They, you know, they could be just sitting there chatting with friends. Mm -hmm. I mean, and if they're like me as a, you know, as a guild leader, you know, one of the things that I end up doing is I'm chatting in guild mm -hmm. while I'm waiting on something else to be done. Or I, I hate to say it, but I could be tabbed out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, so, you know, they could you know, misinterpret what some people are doing unless they really look what they're doing on fleet, you know? And so with that, like I said, this is just one chart and I'm sure that there are thousands of charts that he has out there, but I'm hoping that they take what people have to say as much as what they're doing, because we're forced to do what they're telling us to do. I mean, like, I don't know one person that really enjoys doing the dailies you know yeah. and they've got this big portion doing dailies well yeah well, because we have to make money yeah exactly it does say that you know essentially when you're reading this they're they're spending about 90 to almost 100 percent of their time doing dailies yeah. and that just strikes me as ridiculously untrue <laughs> well you know it looks to me like it's only like about 15 percent or 10 percent of that maybe I'm looking at the chart wrong, but I'm 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 taking 100% of their time, and then it's flowing of that 100%. Oh they yeah, you, they only spend about 15% or whatever, 13% doing dailies, mm -hmm. and I can see that because I only do dailies now probably two or three times a week. Mm. Okay, yeah. because. Let's face it, dailies are friggin' boring after you've oh, yeah. done them for a week. I mean, I can understand doing them for a week because you kind of get it into a groove and you go through and you blow through, see how fast you can do them, and you have all these challenges. Well, by the time the second week gets here, you're going, okay, now what do I do to make this fun? You know? Right. <laughs> right. It's true. It's true. Because it's boring. But anyway. Moving on, the uh, next uh, update was on Companion 101, Vet. Yep. Vet is this very, very hot Twi'lek, Twi'lek, yep. and Twi she is- Twi'lek, 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 exactly. just not Twilight. Twilight, oh no, not Twilight. She no. doesn't sparkle, okay? Thank um, <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> drinking coffee now. <laughs> exactly. But this is, if you didn't know about Vet and her history, you need to learn by just reading this. Oh, actually, go play it so that you can get her as a companion because she is also one of your romantic companions. Woo! Not mine, but not mine either. But anyway, uh, but you can see the many faces of Vet because you can change her. The one thing that I did not see on this was. Uh, the the little uh uh customization from the rat ghoul <laughs> i was going oh yes. darn i was wanting to see what her face looked like all you know rat ghouly you know <laughs> uh because i still have those from the rat ghoul event and i'm hoping that that bioware will bring out new customizations for your companions so i really do too because that that was uh Although I'm happy because, uh, you know, I'm playing the Inquisitor now, and so I'm happy with the way Kemval looks, but uh -huh. 
Yeah, I would like to see some more. Yeah, I changed him. I, I made him all red. Yeah, he, mine mine was all red. I think I got the red the red customization from the beginning uh -huh. that you get to choose, and then uh, and then uh, I got him the red with armor, like the Ooh. Uber armor. I think customization number eleven or something like that. Awesome. Yeah, he's awesome, yeah. and he's my BFF now. It's oh great. yeah, yeah. He's he's something else, or or uh, we won't spoil it until you <laughs> no no no. But anyway, that is is very exciting to read about. I I mean, I don't like the whole shock collar thing, and I'm not trying to spoil anything for anybody, but because I'm not going to say what's going to happen, but I will say that there is a shock collar involved. So <laughs> anyway, go read all about it. There you go. Anyway, so yeah, and that takes us on to the cartel coin boo-boo. How many of you have heard about the, the little cartel coin mashup this one comes out of uh torwars.com and basically what happened was uh something got leaked somewhere and i believe it was the sotor help center mentioned something about uh cartel coin cards that are purchasable through retailers right so all of these people um rush over to gamestop and best buy and they go to purchase their cards only to find that there are no cards to purchase so twitter blows up because we all use Twitter, and Twitter is awesome. Right. Um, Twitter explodes saying, hey, they're not here. They're not there. We can't find them. What's going on? Um, this, that, the other thing. Well, our dear Brian, also known as Azros, uh, uh, placed a call into Eric Musco, who said this. He said, the information about cartel coins, exclusive pets, and retailers was unfortunately posted to the site in error. None of that information is actually confirmed yet. As soon as we have our details confirmed with retailers, we will definitely make an announcement about it, and I will be sure to let you all know immediately. So, that being said, you can all stop harassing your local GameStops and Best Buys, and uh, just know that when they're ready, they're ready, and uh, BioWare will let us know. Well, you know, I can understand that, but it's just a, a big boo-boo because it was BioWare that posted it to begin with. Yeah. yeah, but Bioware's notorious for posting up little uh, little snippets. You know, I've I've happened upon a couple myself. You know, on release dates and stuff like that, and been like, exactly. "What? Screen like, grab, screen uh, grab." That's all I do. Exactly, you have to. But what I'm excited about because the whole cartel coin cards. Uh, yes, it's easier to just order it through my account and they charge my card or whatever. But. What was exciting about this and the reason why I would look forward to the cartel coin cards from Best Buy or GameStop or whoever they decide to use is that they're going to give away little pets if yes. you buy them there. So all of you pet collectors, watch for the news as soon as BioWare knows what they're going to be doing and which retailer they're going to be doing it with. Hopefully, we'll get some new pets out of it. I'm kind of excited about that. I watch the GTN for these pets. <laughs> I do. I have you. Have you not gotten into the whole pet thing yet? You know, I was. Uh, I'm actually a, a pet collector mm -hmm. uh, from the old days, and uh, but I can't say that uh, Sotor has really uh, drawn me in with some of the pets that they have. Oh well, see, you should go. There's a lot of the really cool ones that are only available through the cartel packs. Right. There is such an abundance, and I'm so glad I waited. There is such an abundance of these little pets that you can get them for a thousand credits or less. For real? Oh, well, then that's that. And since we're on the same server now, I don't yeah. mind going to take a, a gander at that. But that's one of those things. I'm like, they're just money sinks for me. So if I don't if I don't get one in the cartel packs when I or the the big cartel packs that I purchased, um, then I don't worry about it. But Well, that goes back along the same lines of, of, of the um, uh, speeders. I'm yes. waiting for the throne. <laughs> I have you gone? That. Have you blown through your cartel coins yet? No, I'm saving them. I'm being a my. I I went through a lot of them to buy. Like I I opened up a, a galactic trade network on my ship. Yeah, and I um got the repair droid on my ship. I'm I'm outfitting my little ship so it can be my home away from home. Yes. Um. But I then I stopped. I was gonna buy. Uh, account-wide bank space mm -hmm. because I'm like maxed out on my yes. main character. But then I thought, 
just as soon as I use all these cartel coins, they're going to release something so awesome, and I'm not going to have the coins for it, and I'll be doggone if I'm buying more coins. You and me both, <laughs> sisterhood. Seriously. You know, so I'm kind of being a miser right now, and I haven't, you know, we just got a new allotment of um, uh, coins, and uh, I'm kind of hoarding them. Yeah. You know. There's a couple of little things that I want, and I might just go ahead and purchase those. But you know, I've uh, I I I am uh, I love our free to play players, mm-hmm. and I love the fact that they are able to play Star Wars: The Old Republic now. But I am so anti free to play, right? Because of of this exact thing that I uh, it curbs my appetite to want anything in game if I can't afford it in game. You know, right. so. Um, I, I am huge on the GTN right now. Um, everything I get from my cartel coins, you know, my packs, I put up in auction because I'm like, you know, or I trade with somebody else. I put it in my guild bank and then, you know, somebody else gives me something. So, uh, but yeah, I have not purchased any, uh, uh, coins with real world money and I don't plan on it. I, uh. I, uh, especially as a subscriber, I think we're nickel and, you know, not nickel and dimed, but. I, I I believe that with my fifteen dollars, I should expect a little bit more. Yeah, well, and I get it. I mean, we get our monthly our monthly allowance. So yeah, I'm and I'm excited about that. Yeah, me too. So yeah. you know, no complaints. I mean, you're you're fifteen bucks a month. You get like five dollars worth of coins every single month. So it's great. Yeah, I am. Um, I'm kind of where you are. I, that's not to say I won't ever. Oh well, yeah. I mean, um, I can't say never. Yeah, <laughs> that would be hypocritical. I'm, I'm like that. Um, I do believe in supporting uh, a free to play client when I'm playing free to play. Right. But I'm paying, so exactly. I, you know, as long as I'm paying, I have a tough time spending more money. Right. But I know that I am of the minority because I'm talking with a lot of my friends. They're buying them anyway. So I'm like, wow, that's cool. At least they're Mm -hmm. supporting, you know, the game. So Mm -hmm. that's, that's pretty doggone awesome. You know? Yeah. So, um, speaking of cartel coins, and I'm just going to interject this, um, even though it's not on our list to talk about, they, I noticed, and did you notice that, the the friends of Star Wars: The Old Republic, you know, the people that you have referred, mm-hmm. you now get cartel coins for every month that they have um, paid for their subscription. Oh wow, that's pretty cool. What they did not—I mean, this was not written here before when they first put it up because I was like all bent out of shape. I'm like, okay, I've referred these people now. Why? Where's my um, uh, cartel coins? Because it says now, if you refer someone and they subscribe, you not only get that totally awesome Kurtob Alliance speeder, mm. okay, which scales by the way, nice. Um, you also get granted complimentary cartel coins for your friend's subscription. You get 500 complimentary car- cartel coins um, when they sign up, and you get 100 cartel coins per month that they're oh, wow. subscribed. Wow. You know? So I was like, okay, where's my 500 coins, Dad? Gummit. You know? I know. There you go. But it says they did change it, or they clarified it, to say friend referral reward for each friend referred after November fifteenth. Oh. So, but you get the re the one hundred cartel coins per month, regardless of when they were referred. So I actually got my first month's complimentary cartel coins. I was very excited, but they did not make that retro. It didn't go back for every month that they had been subscribed, but that's okay. I, mm-hmm. And starting from now, I actually get 100, 100 extra coins. So I'm like, yeah, baby, let's refer somebody else. Yes, that's good. Okay, well, that's awesome. Yeah. Just refer, little misreferral. Hey, by the way, if you're listening, please refer me. Thanks. Yeah, there you go. Um, anyway, going to our developer update. The next one is about heroic space missions yay are you into space missions have you is that something that you enjoy doing 
here's the thing is is I enjoyed it in the beginning. I did. But um it is not something that keeps me playing. Mm-hmm. It's not one of those things that keeps me playing at all. It's kind of much of the same. Mm-hmm. Um the same ones in the beginning when you first get your ship and so uh it's on rails which right. I find fun but it's it's honestly it's like playing an Atari game for me. Right. Yeah. So that's kind of an archaic game system. Uh, so no, I, I don't play them as much as I should. I, I might do the dailies if I need to, but, um, for the, for the most part, I've pretty much stayed away from them on this character. I have tried to get into them and I'm, you know, especially when I see so many people enjoying these, the, the, you know, doing the space missions and and they're (laughs) like, why haven't you done these? These are so much fun. And I'm like, Man, I feel like, you know, using my, my hands, I'm always going tap, 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 tap. Yeah, it just feels like I'm, it, it's harder on your your hands and stuff mm-hmm. to, to do these um, types of missions. Um, but I was reading this article and I was really excited. Michael Backus, the lead designer for the space missions, um, has started talking about uh, what's coming up in 1.6. Um, they're going to be introducing a number of new heroic missions for the space missions for both the empire and the Republic Mm -hmm. that you can do at level 50 because all of the other ones have kind of been geared for lower levels, you know? Um, I just feel like it's like a money sink that I don't want to do. I mean, that doesn't mean that it's, you know, other people don't have a great time at it. But you have to keep your ship's armor and all of that all up to snuff and all, you know, really nice and elite. And <laughs> I'm too cheap. <laughs> <laughs> now, if it changed the appearance of my ship, you know, like inside where I can hang stuff in the, inside my cabin and all of that, then I'd be all over it. But to, to do the missions, I'm having a tough time motivating myself, but... I hope that ever other people will enjoy this brand new heroic missions for game update 1.6. And that should be out very shortly. So, yes, yes. cause it well, is on the PTS. Yeah. Hopefully they'll change it up a little bit and it's not just some of what we already do, but on heroic level, right. you know, uh, it would be nice to have some extra newer missions to, to do to yeah, kind of keep it. And that's going. what it looks like. And I'm seeing some, some ice stuff going on and, and stuff like that. So, I am hoping that it's going to be a lot of fun for people. Yay. Well, cool. Well, talking of fun, we're getting uh, into our community roundup for November 29th of 2012. A community roundup, for those of you that don't know, is uh, Bioware scouring the forums, fan sites, and uh, Reddit. And they find out some of the most interesting discussions uh, in the community and the topics that the community is talking about. Um, So in addition to this, there's also uh, player-created server events. So if you are any of the on any of the server of, servers that uh, the uh, roundup includes, there uh, are possibly some events for you to um, enjoy, so that you don't feel so lonely. Um, one I want to highlight is the Old Timers Guild has their plus ten data uh, run, and the reason I uh, bring this one up is first off, it's upcoming; it has not passed, so that'll be on the sixteenth of December, and it's also on my server, my new home. Uh, the Shadowlands. Right. So, that's right. And uh, all are welcome. So I will probably be joining you on awesome. that one. That's great. Yeah. yeah. Just to uh, to enjoy. So if you scroll all the way down to the uh, to the bottom of the server events, it's the last one. Really easy to find. But there's other things um, happening on the Ebonhawk. There, Ebonhawk, the Ebonhawk is actually pretty uh, pretty popular. And also Jungma server right. is huge. You know, all of these places have wonderful uh, player created things for uh, people to do. Um, a few uh, highlights on the SOTOR subreddit. Um, who is it? Uh, Healthy Dovlaslaflafare, a person, I can't pronounce their name, right. uh, made a really awesome video of their uh, player progression uh, from levels 1 to 50. So I highly recommend that. Um, that one's high up there. Uh, so Tor Story Secrets revealed by lead writer Hall Hood. So if you're uh, into the backstory or the story and how it's written and stuff, Hall gives you some, uh, some really good um, backstory. And that interview can be found actually on Massively. Um, but you can also link to it through, uh, through the site here. Uh, there's Kira Carson fan art for uh, those of you looking for some 
sexy Kira Carson art. And uh, Corellian Defender with Satil Sean, Kaizen Fest, and C2N2. Uh, 10K support, and it could get produced. Uh, Glenn Bricker posted the Corellian Defender on um, Kuso, I think it's pronounced, mm-hmm. which you can support to become a real Lego set. So if you're into Legos and you're into making them, um, helping some of these sets become the real deal where, you know, kids can purchase them at Target and places like that, um, we highly recommend you go ahead and vote on that one. Um, also included is, is a forum roundup. So go ahead and, like I said, we will link to the developer update. Go there. It's a really good resource for all of these fun things that are going on in SOTOR, especially if you're a brand new free-to-play player. Exactly. And I want to put a, you know, my little push Go vote for the Legos. Just saying, go vote for the Legos because I'm a big Lego fan, even though, you know. Same here. I have lived vicariously through my sons. I know. And I love them. And I love what they're doing with that. So please go vote on Legos. Please, please, please. (laughs) All righty. Moving right along. Next is the developer update for the Ancient Hypergate PvP. Woohoo! I am so excited about a new war zone, and that is coming right around the corner. It's on the PTS now. If you have not had the opportunity, please go log on the PTS. Go help them test Ancient Hypergate. It is a war zone that takes place in the ancient ruin built around a Gree Hypergate. Both the Republic and the Sith Empire are doing battles in an effort to control the area and claim the Lost technology for themselves. So as you can see, we're going to be pitted against each other in a very unique way. And only you can help us test this out before it gets live. Because as you all know, our philosophy is, if you don't go help test it out, don't you complain about them bugs if there's any in there. That's right. That is the correct assumption one well, can make from that i know that our pvpers are going to be excited um this is well, it's about time they get some love you know i mean it's only been since launch right yeah or, well no it was 1.2 or something yeah they had something at one point but isn't that the same time they took Ilum away you know so <laughs> well yeah well there's that <laughs> i wasn't gonna say anything i was trying to keep it light but you know carla has to be the boo-boo well about- no I'm just, I'm just being honest. Our, our PVPers have not gotten a lot of loving, you know, in this not. game. And so I'm excited to see some of that getting revitalized and, and um, that sort of thing. Because I think that they need some loving, you know. Absolutely. So that brings us to other happy news. The Community Cantina in New Orleans is currently happening. So if you're there, hello, we love you. Um and you're having fun, and we're all very, very jealous. Uh, if you're not familiar with the community cantinas, well, uh, they come up uh, every once in a while. And I think, is the next one in San Francisco or something like that? I think that? so. I think it's after the first of the year. I think. Yeah, in January, I thought. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but this one, uh, this community cantina was the uh, New Orleans one. And they, uh, you know, some information comes out of them. Not a lot, but... Um, if you're interested in having some drinks with the, uh, with community people and with some of the devs and stuff, that's the place to go. Um, that actually happened last night. So yes, that did happen last night. Yeah. Um, So pay attention because if you're going to be in the San Francisco Bay area of California, that's where San Francisco is for those of you who don't know. (laughs) Yeah, it is. It's next door to our capital called Sacramento. (laughs) Yes. Where we grow things like oranges. Oh, oh, okay. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes. So, <laughs> um, so yeah, the next Communicana Tina is, uh, I believe, uh, I don't know the date, January something, but you can look on the, uh, the Star Wars, the Old Republic site, and uh, you will see those coming up in the near future. But that being said, pay attention to this week for all of the wonderful pictures of people you know, in drunken debauchery coming out this week from the New Orleans one and uh, wearing their beatery. Yeah, because they know how to drink over there. Woohoo! That's right. <laughs> That's right. Okay, should I move us into our quick mentions? Please do. Yay! Yay! Next scheduled maintenance, I believe, is December 4th. 
That's right. So um, I have long since given up trying to interpret, you know, the time zones for all of you people who listen to us across the globe. So just hit our link on our website. Go ahead and look at that. But mark, mark down on your calendars that December 4th is the day for you to probably play up until your little heart desires and then promptly log off when that 15 minute, you know, warning pokes up. There you go. So, yep. Okay. All righty, I think it's time for our Sith or Jedi challenge. Sith. Strong am I with the Force. Or Jedi. All right, last time we found out that Deirdre decided no matter how late she was to work, she was going to knock that old muffin right off the mailbox slot, mail her item, and get to work. We also found out that Carla had to go light side because every good woman has tissues in her purse to use in cases just like this one. If you have a Sith or Jedi question, please, 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 please send it to us at Run at gmail.com. So far, our scores stand at Carla, minus 15, myself at negative 4. I'm saying minus, it's actually negatives. Remember, negative scores uh, reflect a dark side tendency, while positive scores reflect a light side tendency. And this week is the test of the bank thief item. Bank, bank item thief. Yeah, because items don't steal thieves, right? Right. Anyway, right. So um, this is a good one. I think a lot of people will actually understand this one. You think so? I think so. Okay, should I go on ahead then? Are you ready? Please, I am ready. You, Carla, mm-hmm. this is very true for you, and uh, also of myself. You run a rather large guild that has 250 plus people in it, and it's growing every single day. Recently, you've become quite popular with a bunch of the new players coming into the free-to-play service, and you try to keep an open mind by not putting a level cap on any guild vault access. But someone always wants to ruin the party for everyone else. A certain player, new to the guild, is a nice enough person when you invite them. But then you will notice that in uh, that in the guild vault logs, this person is taking items of value out, most of which are items they can never use. You confront the player, and they say that they really need the in-game money, and we're selling them, and that they planned on paying the guild back. You, one, kindly ask the player not to do it anymore, and give them enough of your own in-game currency to help them out with whatever they need. Two, ask the player to stop doing it, and give them another chance, letting them off with a warning. Three, immediately admonish them, give them a stern lecture about guild politics, and slash G-kick them to the curb. Then let everyone in the guild know who stole from them, and that they and their alts are never allowed in the guild again. You also change guild bank access, so that only people with seniority have access, causing a few other players to slash G-quit. What do you do? Ew, ew, ew. This is a not-so-tough one for me, but yet, based on the answers, it's uh, going to be a little tough for me. Yeah. Um. First of all, we do have a limit on our guild on how much you can withdraw. I'm still kind of upset with Bioware that that's not a daily limit instead of a weekly, because weekly is just too hard to manage, mm-hmm. you know, for larger guilds. Um, I would probably choose number three only not, you know, because our guild rules are already set, Mm -hmm. so they should already know what they are and shouldn't be doing that to begin with. But we have good rules for our our guild bank and we have not had anybody abuse it, even as large as we are. You yeah. would think that we would have people abusing it, and we don't. In fact, I try to get more people to use the bank <laughs> by taking stuff out. <laughs> get you some know? stuff out of there. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Um, well, I'm with you on that, but I, I do feel that um, it doesn't matter whether you have things written or not. There are individuals who were going to go out and uh, and be immature players. Right. And do stupid things. Right. You know, so that that is one of those things. And a word to the warning to those of you who are brand spanking new to the game or who are just kind of, uh, you know, you're not new to the game, but maybe you're, you know, you're just, this is some habit that you learned somewhere that you thought was great. Don't do it. Don't do it. It's well, just dumb. I don't think people really understand that. And, and, and I'm trying to look at this um, 
to see the bigger picture. Mm-hmm. First of all, this game is bringing in a lot of people that have never played MMOs before. Right. They are used to single player games. So they're used to saying, oh, well, this is, I can get this. So that must mean I can get it and use it or get it and sell it. They don't know what proper guild etiquette is mm-hmm. all about. Okay. Right. Um, in a guild, you're not supposed to pull stuff out of the guild bank and nope. go sell it. Nope. I mean, typical, normal guild behavior for a guild bank is if you can wear it or your companion can wear it or you can craft with it personally, then you can use it, okay? You can get it. But if you're pulling stuff out to go put it on the GTN or sell it on a vendor because you need money, oh, my God, that is so wrong in so many ways. Yes. Okay. Consider this your warning. That's right. I mean, that is not, you know, good behavior. We do have a limit on how much people can pull out of the bank, not because we want to, but we do that because we have known in other games that people have had their accounts hacked because they don't have an authenticator. Even, I mean, one of the requirements for our in-game officers is that they have an authenticator, whether that be on their phone or whether they have the key fob, um, before they're ever promoted to officer. Because we give them a huge access to be able to pull stuff out, and we don't want some hacker ripping the bank off. That's right. You know? So we have the level set in that there are features for the guild bank that allows you to set that the officers, you know, or whatever rank, you can set it to where they have to have an authenticator. So, that's good. That's but good. That's why we do that. Um, if you see a guild that has limits on their bank, it's not because they're being oh pooty head. It's because they don't want hackers to destroy everything the guild has worked for, you know, or they mm-hmm. don't want somebody that is being a jerk and just logging into or joining your guild to rip your bank off. Right. That's good. That's good. I like that. So, so would you say that you chose number three? I would, I chose number three. Um, although that we wouldn't have anybody G quit because of it, because nobody believes that a thief should be allowed to do that. And, um, people that join our guild know what the guild bank rules are. Mm -hmm. So, while that's not applicable about, you know, them not knowing, they know. <laughs> right. They right. know. Well, this happened to uh, the Tor Wars Guild this week. And while we didn't uh, publicly admonish them, uh, they were G-kicked. And what that pr- uh, promptly did was uh, a few other players who had joined that day, lobby players, mind you, um, also quit because of that specific thing. Um, Why did they, they quit? quit? Huh? Why would they quit? Uh, just a new, just not being able to have access to, or feeling like they don't have access to the things that they want to have access to. These are people oh. that also didn't hadn't heard about us. Um, and if you know about the Tor Wars Guild, you know that um, one of the questions on our application is, "How did you hear about us?" Right. And uh, we're, you know, I'm not going to tell you the answer. Well, yeah, because you can say podcast, uh, the Corellian Run podcast too, but. Um, podcast is the answer. It's kind of the code word, you know, right. if you haven't heard of us from there or you're not a reader on the site, you don't get in the guild. Um, so unless you're a friend or family. Right. So, um, so these people were, were just people that wanted to join the guild and that's pro- uh, possibly what happened. They actually knew each other. That was another thing. Oh, so, okay. um, it was one person that had been invited the day before asked to join the guild before we had an application process. Um, they then, uh, because we didn't have a limit yet on our, uh, on who could invite into guild, uh, that person then invited their friend. Um, the friend was only in the guild hours before we started noticing, um, something, some shenanigans. And, uh, we, uh, they got a talking to it with Stern, but it wasn't public. Um, and then, uh, we, we promptly let that person go. Uh, and then their friend followed, uh, a day later. So... Yeah. Well, I'm sorry that, that, you know, because guild drama is going to happen. I mean, absolutely. Even in a guild like um, OTG, where our motto is no drama. I mean, it's going to happen. But if it what happens behind the scenes is, 
you keep it out of the public. You keep it out of the guilt chat. You, you know, you, you handle it in the way that y'all handled it. And, uh, you know, people just need to learn. And usually those type of players are really, really young players that may even be kids. You really have no way of knowing if yeah. they, since yeah. they fill out the application. Yeah, exactly. Well, the I would say that I would have to pick number three as well. So I went Sithy on that one. Oh, well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's two, two threes for the win, right? That's right. <laughs> okay, well, you can read all the past Sith or Jedi tests on our site at CorellianRun.com. Uh, keep score and see which way you lean. All right, that sound means it's time for our community buzz where we take a look at what the fans are talking about. And everybody's talking about the live stream and what we learned. Uh, yes. That was a very informative live stream. If y'all have not had the opportunity to watch it, it several sites do have it on YouTube. Um, it's called SWTOR Patch 1.6 Live Stream Q&A. Um, you can go to YouTube and, and search for it. It was, to me, I thought very exciting. Um, also, you can see the recap. Um, just, I'm going to just tell everybody, you can see the recap. Tor Wars did a great article on the recap of the live Q&A. So if you don't have time to watch the video, you can at least pick up the highlights of what's going to ha be going on. Um, I picked up and gleaned a lot of really awesome information out of there. What about you? I think that I picked up a lot of, of information, too. Some of it was uh, information I expected to hear, uh -huh. um, which is not yet, or it's been put on the back burner. Um, I didn't hear a lot of soon, so that right. was good. Right. Um, but, you know, I, I was definitely paying attention to a lot of the guild um, features yeah. uh, that were mentioned at the guild summit. It's considering that was almost a, you know, it'll be almost a year ago, right. you know, come March, I think. Right. Um, so guild ships and, and, you know, like ready checks, operation ready checks and guild calendars, they're all still in the plan. So that's nice to hear. But uh, some of those things have, you know, sadly been placed on a back burner uh, for other things um, for right now. So like, namely the free to play conversion and stuff like that. So, but that's obvious. I mean, that's an obvious answer. We kind of knew that one. Um, the big thing is the guild capital ships. It's still uh Damien's pet project that he wants. And, uh, and apparently I, I like the fact that Damien doesn't uh, stop talking to Jeff about it, you know, so hopefully we'll see that in, in, in a very near future, but you know, there's a lot of good stuff in there. There like was. The, yeah, like uh, there's a couple of big announcements, actually. I so, was excited about those. Yeah, the cartel packs every month for the next few months. I know. Each each carrying like super rare items. So there's going to be new stuff. Um, And then also the Life Day packs. Yeah. yeah did you hear that? Life Day. Yes. And so they didn't want to call it. Stuff. They didn't want to call it yeah. Christmas. But... They are calling it Life Day Packs, but you're going to get, you know, things that uh, kind of would remind you of the Christmas holiday. Yeah. Well, I mean, you get a tinsel bomb. That's yeah, pretty Christmassy. That's pretty Christmassy. But they, they're calling it Life Day for all you yep. that want to be politically correct. <laughs> oh, I'm so sick of that political... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Accuracy. But anyway, um, they are, they, I am ex very excited that we're actually having a holiday. Yes. Life Day, I don't care what they call it. Yep. We're having a holiday. Yeah, it's good because, I mean, here's the thing is is a lot of gamers get into these games and, you know, especially during the, the holiday season, whatever holiday you practice. And this adds to a little bit of the ambiance and atmosphere of the season. So it's kind of nice. I just Another hope they decorate. I mean, I hope that they do things in the game that makes us excited about Life Day. I know. You I know? know. It's Well, we'll see. We'll see. There's a few other things that came out of this, you know, some, some pretty big things. And um, the one I, I know that you'll probably be excited about is Ilum, right? Absolutely. I When I saw that, I wanted to jump for joy. I was like, it is about friggin' time, dadgummit. It's yeah, only I'm been a year. You and know? I'm seriously curious as to which direction they're going with that. 
So. I, well, they told us that it's not going to be the same old thing because no. clearly they didn't think what they did before worked. Mm-hmm. Okay. So they're talking about revamping Ilum and uh, getting it back out there. But there's going to be reasons for us to, to, to be there. And yes. I could not be more excited because open world PvP is my thing. Good. Yeah. Yeah. And I know that how much you like that. But I also was interested to hear um, that it's also going to be a little bit of PVE. I know. But that see, that's getting the people there. You know, we've got the players playing. Yeah. And we've got to get the people there or we won't have targets. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) Well, Uh, whatever they choose. It's fun and it's enlightening and it keeps the player playing. And that's been my big thing. So um, then moving on, I mean, um, we mentioned earlier the copying of characters to the PTS before McKeb testing, which is very near. Right. So we can copy our characters to the PTS. So those of you who have like had this excuse, well, I'd rather play my character. I don't want to level up anymore. Do this, that, the other thing. You no longer have an excuse. Well, soon. Uh, And then I'm using the trademark soon because they have not said that it's in yet, but it's coming. So Yes. Yes. Um, Cathar. Ah. I'll talk about the Cathar because I know you don't like uh, the Cathar will be here in the next patch. It looks like it Mm -hmm. does. You know, they didn't say that, but uh, they just said within the month's time. And they're purchasable, right? Yeah, it's going to be a purchasable, yeah, purchasable race. So you actually get to play your little Cathar if you so chose to. Good, because that means I I will only see a limited amount of them and not a whole entire slew of them because they're free. Exactly, exactly. For those of you that don't know, Cathar are not on my my fan list. I think they're kind of cool. I like the Cathar, but I'm not going to start a new character because y'all know how I am about alts. So I doubt that I purchase it, but uh, I'm glad it's there for everybody else because I think it's kind of cool. Now, Carla, you mentioned um, the 68-week cycle here, and uh, you thought it was six weeks only, but then, uh, and you were wondering, when did the eight weeks come in? I was like, okay, now wait a minute. They said they wanted to try to stay on about a six-week cycle. And Mm -hmm. I was like, did I just totally go to sleep and miss that it was increased to eight weeks? Well, I think what happened was the last patch, no, 1.5, mm-hmm. came out, I believe it was seven weeks. Mm-hmm. And so but I now thought they were opened late. up. What was that? I thought they were late. They were late, but it was. But uh, now they're early because it's six to eight weeks <laughs> or it's on well, time. Here's the thing. It was never <laughs> six to eight weeks. It, it was roughly six weeks time. And to, to be fair to Bioware, they never really formally stated it. We just kind of like. Uh, the community did. just kind of came up and started looking at the pattern and we pieced it together and we saw a six week cycle in it. I'm um, pretty sure they, they said that the six week cycle, they said they wanted to focus on, I, I don't believe that's us putting that together. Okay. I believe, well, I, I, I mean, I could be wrong, but the thing yeah. is, is they were late the last one. Yeah. So maybe they're giving themselves a window now. Yeah. Which I think is actually pretty smart. When well, you... six to eight weeks is not a big deal for me. It's I mean, not the big yeah. deal. It's only two two extra weeks. Yeah, and I'm glad that they're keeping on a cycle. So that's fine with me. I, I don't mind giving them that. But I just thought it was weird. I'm going, okay, now wait one dog a minute. Last time I heard, it was six yeah. weeks. And then all of a sudden, it's, uh, you know, eight weeks. And I'm like, I don't remember them saying eight weeks when they were talking about this. But... <clears throat> I don't really care because that's still, as long as they're putting out good content right? every, you know, two months, I'm, yep. I'm happy. Well, then don't be sad when you find out that the next cycle after mm-hmm. 1.6 is seven to nine weeks due to the holiday season. Well, you got to allow the holidays in there. I mean, because exactly. like, people have to have their holiday. Well, and you think about it the, during the last holiday, the game released on the 17th of December last year. So... Yes. Uh, their holidays for the employees of BioWare was zilch, none, you know, yeah. because they were having to work to make sure you were happy during the holidays. That's right. So I fully support them taking a little extra time during the holiday season to be with their families. I have no problem with that. There you go. You know, but, you know, going back to <clears throat> some of the 
things that we did find out. Let's see, what was it on my little list here? Very exciting news for preferred players. That's you guys coming back. And also the free-to-play players Mm -hmm. on their little bars. Yes. You are getting more bars, preferred players. Yes. And free-to-play players are going to be able to purchase additional bars. Yep. So if you need those extra buttons, you're going to get them. So BioWare listened, you know, so... Keep those comments on the forums coming. They are really listening. It's going to take everybody working together to make sure that if there's something that's wrong or you feel like something needs to be changed, you need to be vocal about it. Yes. And I don't mean abusive. I mean, you know, intelligently ask or say, this isn't working for us. Is there any way you can change this? You know, talk to them intelligently. Don't. Don't be a whiner. Don't be a complainer. You know, don't be a troll. You know, go ask right. and, and work on the official forums. So I was really, really excited to hear that they were listening like that and they made those changes already. So those are coming in, I believe, the next patch. Yay. Yay. So that was pretty doggone good. Yeah. Um, I did... Um, read also that they said that is there any plans to have separate war zones for non-elite level PvP players? I think that's what is what they're finding out there, what a lot of players are finding out there is that you have if you're going to do the war zones there's like two groups of people they're the hardcore PvPers that PvP all the time and they have the elite gear then there's the people that don't and they just have the, the training gear or recruit gear or whatever else it is that's just the low-level stuff. And they're getting their booty handed to them. Yeah. Okay. And so the question is a very valid one. And Jeff said he didn't think that they were going to do that. Well, Damien came back and says they are planning to adjust the queuing system to pair up elites and other elites with non-elites you know, and non-elites with non-elites. Um, yeah. They're going to try to, to, to do that in the future. They don't have a time frame for it now, but they are going to try to do that. One of the things that they're using as a, um, in the meantime, until they do, is they're giving people that beginner PvP gear. But the only problem I have with that is the fact that they don't upgrade it. Um, for example, I have the original recruit gear. The last patch gave everybody that didn't have PvP gear the next level of PvP gear. So their PvP gear is better than the PvP gear that I originally had. And mm-hmm. they gave us no way to trade it in to get the better stuff that's just the beginner stuff. Okay? So I think that they need to take this a step further is if you're going to give gear give those players that have the old stuff the ability to trade it in for at least the beginner new stuff because it's still supposed to be the minimum you know um but i'm really excited to see them try to balance the 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 different groups and different types of pvpers because like i said you've got the those that pvp all the time and have super elite gear and then you have those that don't you know, so I don't want to get stuck with those that do because I get my butt handed to me, you know, because I don't PvP in, in structured PvP very often. Right, right. Well, that makes perfect sense. You know, so. Yeah. I don't know. What do you think about what they were saying about um, the bugs? Um, one of the questions that was asked is, can you please ease our mind uh, about the current team? Since the restructuring of Bioware, the bugs seem to have gotten worse, and we've had several downtimes. Um, what did you think about what they said about that, where they don't think that um, we're seeing more bugs, they're just bigger bugs? Well, I, I expected that answer, though. 
you know? Uh, and I believe that they said that the bugs are actually getting better. Mm-hmm. Um, and that the problem is that the bugs uh, that they do find are big and affect players in the biggest way. Right. Um, so it gives players the sense that the game is actually quite buggier than it actually is. So, you know, I don't know. I always expect that answer from a developer when it, when it, it comes in, in terms of bugs. Bugs are a sensitive subject and they, t- they tend to take them personally. So, but do you yeah. think they should? I mean, honestly, I I don't think that they should take them personally, but I do think they should take them seriously. And I think that BioWare is taking them seriously. I, I just don't think know. that that sometimes what happens, what I personally feel, is that the player takes them more seriously. Well, you know? I don't know. I I guess the thing that that I use as a, as a guide for for being upset about bugs is when you've had a bug that has persisted in uh, or comes back and haunts you later mm-hmm. um, because there's several bugs that I'm aware of that have been around since testing right that still haven't been fixed to mm-hmm. me that that's to me is a problem I mean yeah. the old bugs should be fixed it's the new I mean I don't mind seeing a new one come up because I know they'll be working on it and they'll fix it but mm-hmm. when I see something that's still a bug from way back, almost a right. year ago now, um, then I'm I kind of fall into the court of these people that are concerned about things. Not they have I don't believe things have gotten worse. I just don't think that they have gotten better at fixing the bugs because there's still some that are persistent that. Or they come back. They'll go in and put in a new patch, and it kind of revives an old bug, you know. So, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I don't know. My feeling about bugs is the game is playable, you know. Yeah, yeah there's a few things here and there. Uh, as soon as it starts making the game not playable, then they have a problem. But right now, everything's playable. It's not perfect, um, but it never will be. No game is. Right. And see, I'm one that I, I firmly believe that. I mean, there's not a game out there that we play that does, isn't going to have a bug or some bugs, no matter what game it is. I mean, I you even go play WoW or any of the other games, they're going to have bugs. Okay. Right. Um, it's just what they do to fix them and how quickly they work to fix them is, is um, what is a good sign of... Um, a good, dedicated team to fixing bugs. And I believe Bioware does care. And I believe that they are work taking them seriously. I just wish that the older ones would take a little bit more priority. Right. You know, the old bugs. Fix the old bugs. New ones I can deal with, you know, as they come along. But old ones are not cool. Yes, I definitely agree with that. Alrighty. Well, I think that is the end of our show. It is. That's right. Well, I want to thank Empyrean Blackthorn for his positive review on iTunes. If you have not taken an opportunity to leave us a positive feedback on iTunes, we would really appreciate it. And if you haven't, it's been a while, we'd, en- we'd encourage you to do that again. Also, subscribe to our podcast on iTunes and Zoom. You can fo- also find us on the Ego Networks at egonetworks.com. And, of course, please don't forget to listen to our sister station at torwars.com. Yes, and you can also contact us through our website at corellianrun.com. You can also contact us through Twitter. Follow us on Facebook. Um, leave your questions or ideas for discussion topics uh, on Twitter or by vi- voicemail. And you can leave that voicemail message at uh, country code 001, area code 281-766-4511. And that wraps it up for us here at Corellian Run Radio. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you again next week. Until next time, I'm Carla. And I'm Deirdre. May the force be with you. You have been listening to Corellian Run Radio, a Star Wars The Old Republic podcast. Tune in next time to hear Deirdre say, Oh, my back is killing me. End transition.